program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. Happy hello. weekend to you. Yes, happy weekend to you as well, dear sir. Just another Pacific Northwest summer weekend. Everything's super busy. Going out into there. fall. Here we go. Going into fall. Yeah. It's yeah. September, man. And you know what that means. That went fast. That yeah. summer went fast. Not only did this year go fast and furious and weird, but you know what also goes on this year? Mm. Our anniversary. Five oh, this years. Is our fifth year anniversary. Yeah, September is our anniversary of wow. doing this show. That went fast. Fast. That went Super really fast. fast. You know, we have so many different episodes. They're all available on podcast. And I just I was thinking about that the other day. How many different variety of topics we've covered, you know, over the last five years. You know, oh, it's been, been gosh, pretty so all many topics. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And th- and there's more to uncover. Oh, yeah. You know something I'm working on right now? Hmm. So I've been doing a ton of outreach to attorneys locally. Mm-hmm. In about a three-county radius. Yeah. Um, and we're working on building a series of uh, people who will come in and talk about all these different legal issues. Because as you know, I get limited practice of law mm-hmm. in writing contracts for real estate transactions, right? right. Yes. So there are preset documents that attorneys draft. Real estate agents can only fill in the blanks. Right. You're covered if you just fill in the little the little spots. Pretty much. You still have to carry your errors and omissions insurance because mm-hmm. you can still muck it up by putting oh, yeah. the wrong things oh, in the oh, wrong boxes. Oh, big time. Um, it's yeah. not just that if you go off t- you know, and write your own drafting you know, of language because then you're held to the standard of an attorney. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know we've seen some nasty, bad, terrible, questionable language you know, over the years, each of us have done this, right? Yes, we have. So, um, so I thought, you know what? I don't get to be the source. I get to be the source of the source. So I thought I'd bring the source on. Good right? idea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking with uh, one gentleman that we're talking to right now uh, has extensive experience with easements of all manner, like how to create one if you need one, what happens in certain kinds of situations. I love it, yeah. Yeah, I, it's like, yeah, I know it's total nerd fest when it comes to, you know, oh, real estate topics. Easements can be messy. Anybody that's been involved in, in yes. a situation where you don't have the right one. Ooh, or, you don't or you don't understand it? what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've we, we know that I have my own horror story about, you know, a sewer line being mm-hmm. dug up in my last house, you know, like big, big nasty thing. I'll save it for the show. But um, a great example of another one was, you know, somebody who I've known from the past who um, he got remarried. And rather than come to me for his real estate needs, he allowed his, you know, current wife to, you know, make that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her friends. And after they closed on a house, he called me up. And the thing is, I, I know this guy likes to hunt. And that means he has hunting dogs also. Mm-hmm. And he called me up and he's like, hey, I'm really ticked off. We just closed on this house, which, of course, I saw on Facebook. And he's like, I just found out I can't build a fence. Oh, boy. For my dogs. Yeah. And I went, 
well, is there like some kind of easement? He's like, well, uh, well uh, apparently what, so. What's that? <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like, apparently so. Mm. And he goes, what can I do? Because like, he contacted me because he wanted to get a name of a real estate attorney. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I went, well, if you know that there was an e- I'm like, did you read the title? Did you look at the language? Did you know what you were buying? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I no, we didn't. I said, well, just because you chose not to read it doesn't mean it's not enforceable. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to sue somebody for a thing that's right there on public record. No, it doesn't work that way. No, it totally yeah. doesn't work yeah. that way. And, and, and he was, and uh, he goes, well, you know, shame on. And I said. Look, shame on your agent for not telling you to go read your title. And shame on you for not looking at it when it came across your email. So-and-so said it was okay. And we all know that that oral agreements in real estate are worth nothing. No, okay, but you know what? Here's why we're going to bring this person on. Because I've talked about this on the show before. Real estate agents aren't required by law to look at the title reports. Right. But I will tell you that a good real estate agent recommends and prods their client to make sure to go look at them and give them examples of things that could be there so that they know what to look for. And then, and then we always encourage them because every title report, as you know, Eric, has on it who the title officers are along with all of their contact information <laughs> so that you can, I don't know, call email, are, whatever you need to do with each of them. There is a real person sitting on the other end there. There is. There are humans sitting there ready to answer your most boring title questions. Yeah. And sometimes those boring questions get people pretty fired up. Well, they can be pretty exciting you know, when it comes down to... Well, this guy was pretty excited about not being able to put a fence up. I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you that. Absolutely. And he was pretty darn unhappy about the whole situation. And I said, well, shame on your agent for not telling you, but also shame on you. They emailed you the those documents and you had the opportunity to look and you chose to feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. versus taking a moment and asking some questions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, listeners, that's the number one thing in real estate is caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. Mm -hmm. And when you let your overwhelm take over you, Mm -hmm. hence why I guess it's called overwhelm, uh, you know, then you're kicking yourself. You're not using your advocates and your representation in the right way. Mm -hmm. All those things are there for you to try and help you understand what's going on. And you just have to ask the questions. That's right. You know, big one right now is the the whole Airbnb thing. You know, there are, uh, especially condos uh, that have in their, their CCNRs, their conditions or their bylaws Mm -hmm. that you cannot do a short term rental. Short term, typically meaning thirty days or less. Yep. So, so you, I, I've had clients say, "Hey, we're in contract. Good news, you know, we're in contract to buy this condo. We're going to keep it as a rental and do Airbnb. It's right by mm-hmm. the airport." Yep. And I'm like, "Are you sure about that?" I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's oh like, yeah. Have you read I've had the that, bylaws? I've had that conversation so many times. Yeah, we've had to actually unwind transactions because it was mm-hmm. discovered that hey, I can't use this property the way I intended. Uh, to use it, where mm-hmm. plan to use it. Well, and once again, shame on whatever agent they're working with mm-hmm. that that's, that's right. not – here's what I'll say. That topic has been a hot button for years mm-hmm. in real estate, especially when areas like City of Seattle are wanting to tax at a certain level for Airbnbs because they've taken away from hospitality revenues. Right. Right? 
because they get like 19% taxes on hotels. So when people opt to use an Airbnb, they're taking that away from a revenue production of the cities, right? Yes, that's right. And so the cities are like, hey, you know, even if we did before COVID had, you know, these high levels of people staying here, because even now with COVID here, right, the issue is some people still don't want to go to big hotels, and they think they're safer in an Airbnb. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, you and I were doing all those Facebook Lives, right, at the beginning of all this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was this whole conversation about, um, in my office, all these agents were like, oh, my gosh, how are you being impacted? And a bunch of them said, oh, my gosh, my rentals. And a lot of them were being used as Airbnb. And they're like, yeah. I, every booking, every booking is canceled. Mm-hmm. That lasted a month. Mm-hmm. We had one monthly meeting where a bunch of people were kvetching about that. And one of them, she happens to have a rental that's $10,000 a month. Mm. Okay. But it went from the low end all the way to her big high end. Mm -hmm. Right. The following month, everything was jam packed. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, because people can't go all over the place. Staycations. They want to get out of their house, but they're willing to go to somebody else's house. Right. So it's, it's been an interesting Change of events. Yeah. And now we have, you know, rental properties that are moratorium till Mm -hmm. who knows when, at least the end of the year. And that's a, that's another topic, which right now I'm actually researching for a past mutual client of ours. And I'm doing the research to find out what if you're trying to sell your rental while you have a moratorium. Actually, individual we should in bring it. on Mike Pence. We've had him on uh, before. Excellent. Uh, Spence. Uh, excuse me, Pence, Spence. M- not Mike Pence. I had Mike Pence. Oh, <laughs> do you Let's know bring you the vice president Pence. on. <laughs> Mike Spence. Not the vice president, but the... Maybe him and a, also Sean darn, Martin. Oh, there you go. Darn good attorney, darn good advocate from the Rental Housing Association. <laughs> Who I'm pretty sure probably doesn't call his wife mother. Oh, most likely, yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or if he does, I don't want to know. <laughs> Sorry. I have oh, stories, but I'm not going to tell them on the you air. You just took me a whole other direction on this <laughs> conversation. Oh my goodness. Let's let's do that. We'll we'll do that sh- uh, very soon. Here, you yes. want to sell your rental property, but we're mm-hmm. in a, a, a well, and that's another moratorium. reason. How do yeah, we do it? This is another reason for us to definitely have attorneys on. Mm-hmm. We also have um, some of the other issues are around estates. Right. So we've got um, and family law because, mm-hmm. you know, divorce impacts real estate. Big right. Time. And real yep. estate affects mm-hmm. divorce. So, uh, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of really awesome topics to to start. The other one coming through. up here soon is uh, the latest scare commercials you see on on the TV about title theft, you know, and, and they got the nice I have not lady. seen these commercials. Oh, what is it? They're all over the place. Oh, I, I came home and all of a sudden the sheriff showed up and he's kicking me out of my own home and I didn't know that my title had been stolen. What? And my home sold. Oh, yeah, there's these, you have to buy title theft insurance. What? Oh, yeah, they're all over the TV right now. Uh, we'll, we'll bring on a title expert. You already and, have and title insurance. <laughs> well, you don't have, you might have title insurance, but do you have title theft insurance? Yeah. You're looking at me like what? I the wish heck our listeners could see my about? face right now because yeah. I'm just like. Oh, I know. Well, that's the first time I saw one of those commercials. What kind of is that crap? Oh yeah. Well, the first time I saw one of those commercials, I'm like, wait, what? Oh. You yeah. know, I've tried to get title reps to come on here, but you know why they can't? Mm, they're because of the, our it, insurance commissioner. Most insurance likely. commissioner, yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. it's partly that because as a. Um, 
as a financial services organization, they always have to take all these you know opportunities to to come on for something like this right. up up the flag to you know get checked out by you know the upper upper level folks and generally. Uh, I guess we just haven't been given the green light yet. No. But you know what we're going to talk about later, though, that's green? Yeah. The Pacific Northwest Green Home Tour. Ooh. So we're going to have a guest on very shortly after these messages and after a market rate update. Back with Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. We are, and also on Sundays currently from 3 to 4 p.m. And where else can people find us, Eric? Holy gee, let me think. Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, Google... <laughs> podcast, pretty much any podcast. Any podcast, although Twitter's not technically a podcast. Did I say Twitter? You oh, wow. did. You yeah. actually started with that, but oh, that's okay. Yeah. And Google as, can, as well. You can find just but, just Twitter. Look up uh, Eric is my banker or, or Team, Team Reba, Reba Real Estate, yeah. and then you'll Team find Reba. Us. You'll find us. Yeah, you'll definitely find us. No problem. But um, you know who we found? Who did we find? We found on the phone Laura Elfline oh, from Laura. the Northwest Green Home Tour. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us yet again. This is what, your third appearance with us on the show? Is that correct? At, at least. If maybe fourth, but definitely third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. welcome back. It's good to have you. Absolutely. Nice to talk with you, Laura. In fact, I saw you at, where did I see you? It was the Pacific Northwest Remodeling Expo? I think it was the home, yeah, the home remodeling expo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's Probably not what she started talking. One of the last about. major events before COVID started hitting. <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought it up. It was kind of yeah. like, like takes you way back, you know, yeah. back to when people walked yeah. around together without masks. You mean without things. a sneeze guard in the studio <laughs> exactly. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. If you had been able to join us here in person, you would see our oh so lovely sneeze guard <laughs> that has been created for us. But, um, I, but go ahead, Laura. I can't even imagine what it's like in the studio. It's, yeah. It has to be an interesting experience now. It, it, well, I mean, it's it's slightly different, but we're both still goofballs as usual. So, you know, <laughs> as long as you can put up with that. Some things never change. True. True that. But things have but, probably changed a little bit for you guys. So uh, tell our listeners yeah. about the Northwest Green Home Tour, uh, what it is, and what they can expect this year. Yeah, well, actually, when I when we were at the Northwest Remodeling Expo, it was still an in-person event, so I was already starting to pitch out to the attendees of that um, that event through my company, Mighty House Construction, that had a mm-hmm. booth there, and then everything hit, so we had to sort of ebb and flow a little bit and change mm-hmm. things up. The tour you had to is, renovate? Um, yeah, we <laughs> had renovate from scratch and never been done before kind of building. So it's it's a fun fun event. Um, yeah, because I'm on your website. Uh, it's the nwgreenhometour.org for any listeners who yeah. want to jump on. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing it virtual this year. Obviously, we normally every year we have uh, you know 25 to 35 homes on the tour that are open to people coming and seeing finished. Uh, finished and under construction remodels and new construction green with a green focus and sustainable focus. 
And this year, all of those projects are now going virtual. Um, it will be a whole slew of different kinds of presentations um, from having still photos and um, 360-type tours like you see on Redfin and mm-hmm. different websites. And Remax. Um, and Remax, <laughs> indeed, indeed. All, all we, I, I say that because we do Matterport on now. all of our all, all of our yeah. listings. So yes, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of folks have used the Matterport technology, um, and then taken video. And some of the uh, site hosts will even be on site with like their GoPros and iPhone okay. phones to um, show people around um, virtually. And so the one of the big differences is that you must register to get access to okay. the sites. So you go to the North NW greenhometour.org and you click on, you know, go to the tour site, see which ones you want to look at, and then click on get your tickets. And you'll go to a different site where you can select the sites that you want to see. And then you'll get emails with the, the link information to um, access those sites. Gotcha. Now, only the, the tour dates are September 12th and 13th. It's from 9 to 1 each day, but not all the sites are available each day. Only half are on Saturday and half are on Sunday. So you'll really want to pick and choose mm-hmm. um, which ones you go see and check out which days they're available. Right. And I can see that and, actually on the website, yeah. they have it split mm-hmm. up. So, and there's some really, really interesting places because it's not only just like traditional homes, but it's also dadus. Like we've we've been yeah. talking about detached accessory dwelling units here on our show several times, and there are a couple of different uh, companies that you've got uh, posted with those as well for because that's become kind of a hot topic for a lot of folks as we try and get density, alternative housing, people who need extra space, and I think right now with a lot of people having the work from home option, they may be looking for that home mm-hmm. office that's not inside the house, right. Right, exactly. And I think one of the differences that the Green Home Tour brings to that conversation is that the dadus and and all the remodels on our project uh, or on the tour mm-hmm. have a green and sustainable focus as well. Exactly. As small footprint and providing all those features you just mentioned. And so, um, yeah, there's several. In fact, one of the dadus on the tour was... Um, built with 100-year-old fur deconstructed from local buildings. Oh, yeah. I love it. And love then, it, love it. Yeah, I see the know, reclaimed uh, Dadu with Targa mm-hmm. Homes. That looks super cool. I also yeah. see you have a yeah, multifamily a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the multifamily. We have um, a passive house multifamily that's the largest passive house multifamily building in the state. So that's really something unusual and fun to check out. It may not be what people are looking to do in their own homes, but it's really cool to see the kind of technologies that can be used when you have scale like multifamily buildings mm-hmm. do. Well, and, you know, and, honestly, Laura, I, I like it from the idea that um, this having people see things like this and especially as we have had issues with affordability and all of that. And there is still a lot of dense housing being built whether it's for lower income to market rate housing. I mean, it's, it's great for everyone to see what can be done. Cause I think a lot of folks look at large buildings and think that it can't be done at that scale. And it's, it's, right. it's cool to see it because then you can also advocate for it if it's going to be in your neighborhood. Right. Right. 
Right, exactly. I know that there's some conversations like that going on in Magnolia right now. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure, you know, like, okay, if it's going to be a big building, let's make it a right building and do it and have it done right. Um, For sure. We even have in West Seattle, there's a project that where a historic cabin was moved within West Seattle and used as the addition onto an existing home. And uh, that's a really unique project by Borden Vellum. Is that a Saturday or Sunday? I think that that is Sunday. Yeah. I'm also looking at this 19080 energy home. You know, where you Mm -hmm. take a craftsman home and make it zero. Wow, -hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm like... yeah. Oh no, no. I was I was just looking at the one that you just mentioned, Laura. That the 1907 cabin slated to be torn down to make way for condos. They purchased it for a dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> and transported it across West Seattle. What a cool thing! Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. And it was a really cool cabin. It was on prominently up on a little knoll on California Avenue, and I remember hearing that it was going to be demolished, and thought, "Oh my gosh, that's so horrible! Yeah. It's such a cool space." And then how elated I was when I heard it was going to be saved and reused. It was just a fantastic project. That's really, and you know, a lot of people around here aren't even aware how many houses have been moved over time to begin with, because like when they were doing right. a bunch of the projects down in the Duwamish. Way long time ago, a lot of the old cabins from down there mm-hmm. all got moved into like South Park and mm-hmm. Boulevard yeah. Park, oh, and, yeah. and and you see them every once in a while. Just you know, they they'll come up and you hear the history, and you're like, "Wait, what? This was where?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, right. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's simpler projects that aren't you know new build or passive mm-hmm. house or big dadus, but then there's some simpler remodels. Um, like we are hosting one that's also located in West Seattle, and uh, it was a renovation of the interior with kitchen and bathroom and just a small footprint addition just to give that little extra space that was necessary in the, in the rooms to make them more usable for the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sometimes it doesn't take a lot. And more. Mm. Yeah, right, right. And so we like to try to have the full gamut, you know, something to impress the green and sustainability geeks Mm -hmm. and the people who are just looking for simple solutions that are functional and efficient and healthy for their families and everything in between really. Well, I like also on your website, um, there is a section that talks about the shades of green. It says, looks for these Mm -hmm. site features and certifications. And there's a, a whole litany of, you know, advanced building envelope, the design of innovation for electric vehicles, green roofs, which I think um, more and more people are kind of taking a look at. Um, materials conservation, net zero energy. You, you talked about solar, small building footprints, mm-hmm. stormwater management, which is a big one. We had the mm-hmm. water scientist from the city of Seattle on here one time mm-hmm. talking about That's how, fantastic. you know, all of our growth is impacting our waterways and you know what happens to go out into Puget Sound mm-hmm. right so right. I love 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 urban farming I was just at a house yesterday where we were like looking at oh your neighbor has chickens you know <laughs> maybe you, you know and they had a great you know garden and everything I was like maybe make friends with them and go get some fun stuff but um yeah, yeah. no there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff on here and I love passive house building um that's that's tremendous that was something that I think in the 1950s kind of became a thing and then it fell out of favor for many many years and i love that it's back yeah 
absolutely. It's such an important piece of our building, our building future for sure. Can you explain, sure. can you explain, I know we only have about a minute left with you, Laura. Well, can let's you... get her contact info here too. So people can. Okay. Well, we, how many times do you want to say the website? Uh, a few times. <laughs> <Lots>. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we'll, we'll say it a few more times during this show too, because I know we only have you for a short period of time, but it's nwgreenhometour.org. Um, I'm assuming yeah. you want people to go to the site more than call, correct? Yes, come to the site, look at all the different uh, tour options that there are, and then register to get access to those tour sites for the day of the tour. Now, the sites are available from 9 to 1, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday, but that doesn't mean that you have to be there that whole time. Stop in, Mm -hmm. chat with them, take a look at what they're doing, then move on to the next one, or stay and chat a long time. It's really up to you on how you want to um, go about touring the, the sites virtually. And if you can't make either day and there are sites that you want to see, you can pay $20 and get recorded replays after the tour, which is an advantage that we've never had for in-person tours. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being on with us. We will talk a little bit more about this in the next segment as we come in, although I know we need to let you go. But thank you so much for being here. Folks, get to northwestgreenhometour.org and get your free tickets now. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. And... That was great having Laura on again. I know it was yeah. very brief, but it was right to the point. Oh, and Laura's quality. You know, they, yeah. they, they I love her. Her her company is great. They do good things, but mm-hmm. she's so connected with the, the, the green yes. you know, angle to building, which is so popular yeah. in the Northwest and, and a lot of fun. You know, I've, I've, I've done remodels, you know, kind of incorporating some of that, including like Longleaf, you know, pine floors and mm-hmm. and uh, reclaimed. Uh, I use reclaimed flooring out of a, like a 1908 schoolhouse on oh, the project. Cool. You know, nice. so it's 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 a lot of fun. You know, go down to uh, second use building materials, and I can go nuts in that place down on Sixth Avenue in Seattle. I believe that. I completely <laughs> cool believe that. You know, okay. Cool Speaking of weird reuse of stuff, though, mm-hmm. maybe not weird reuse, but this is a weird reuse. Uh, one of the things I may be doing after we do our show here today yeah. of a past client who asked me, I can't say too much of the details cause I can't promote someone else's listing, mm-hmm. but there is a house that's on waterfront mm-hmm. that is an old 1908 houseboat or it's actually, it's turned into a houseboat. It's a, ha- it was a boat. It was a boat used for commerce and then turned into a house put on land on waterfront. Yeah, that just gives me shivers because I've I've been on some old boats like that and they're just gorgeous. Oh you know, yeah, the, the yeah, it gives you good shivers. The, At first, the, I was like, why? What, what? Oh no, no, no. The because <laughs> well, you're worried about termites. The craftsmanship, the work. The, you oh my know, gosh, the interior really photos beautiful. of this thing is incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so I had a client. She sent me a Facebook message the other day, and she's like, "Talk me off the ledge for this one," <laughs> and you know, I went, uh, and I was like. Well, it looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, but what's your husband think? She's like, well, he thinks it's too small, but he's always wanted to be on the water. And yeah. she's like, this might be it. And I don't know. So 
I may be going to see that. That one might be a little bit challenging to finance. Maybe. Yeah. A Maybe lot challenging. Well, yeah. thankfully, you know they've got a lot of equity in the home they already have on Mercer Island. Then that would that so. would work because yeah, lenders don't like uh, they like to know that the value of the home, the mm-hmm. improvements, is at least fifty percent of the overall value. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's less than that, then, well, then I mean, this thing is fully functional. I mean, it's oh, I know, yeah, but it's small. Yeah, but it's small. On, yeah. on a waterfront lot, it that, is. that could be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Just saying. Just that lender thing in my head. You know, I, no, I, of course. I'm of already course. underwriting it. I know. And we haven't been able to do the boat show in a couple yeah. of years. So, you know, well, we're not really talking about these kinds of things all well, the time. But we go. Maybe we should we do go, it. though. Oh, you know? yeah. Heck yeah. And they better not cancel that. That's all I got to say. I, I I learn a lot at that boat show. Actually. Oh, so yeah. as a so, newer so boater? Great, great oh, my thing. gosh. Can I just tell you, I just started um, trying to learn how to read charts. Ah, I mean, because I knew how to do topo maps from Mm -hmm. when I first moved here and I took orienteering classes Mm -hmm. with the mountaineers and stuff, but that's been ages. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, I've got my Navionics app with my chart book with my, thank you once again, John, for my copy of Gunk Holing in South Puget (laughs) Sound. I love, love having that. Um, John was a listener to the show who ended up hiring us Excellent. to work for him and sell his home in Fremont. He now lives on waterfront himself down in the Olympia area where there there's a go. gooey duck plantation on oh, his land cool. along with several other houses that somebody yeah. else farms and oh, yeah. they pay dividends to. It's oh, really cool. That yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. John was a great yeah. kind of turnaround story like i love that he contacted us he had people you you remember the story but some of our listeners don't know it but he contacted us after listening to us on the show he kind of connected because you and i are both into boating Mm -hmm. and he was definitely you know he'd been a longtime boeing person uh had been retired a long time had this place in fremont contacted us in my very first meeting with me he gave me this pristine copy one of the last few leftover of a book that his dad helped write Mm-hmm. And a gunk holing in South Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm such, I'm just always tickled when I'm looking in that book and learning because it has all these little details, kind of like mm-hmm. you're talking about the reclaimed, you know, from buildings and all oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. And so because it was written such a long time ago, um, there's all these interesting factoids about the history of different areas mm-hmm. and what was yeah. there. And so, like, just reading about Port Orchard, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. like, my, my boating club is going there and, doing a group thing, you know, socially, you know, distanced and all that kind of stuff. We have to follow all the, the rules and of course, stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's going to be pretty cool because now I'll look at it in a slightly different way. Yeah. Because sure, I'm learning sure. all these fun new details. Right. So yeah. a lot of anyway. history out there in the water for sure. Yeah, yeah. But all that being prompted in my memory because this funky, funky house and then the fact that I've got you know, charts and stuff all splayed <laughs> out in my house right now while I'm trying to read it because I've never been out on the sound by myself. Yeah. I've always had I'll someone what, with me. It's 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 super critical to know how to read those charts. I learned that a long mm-hmm. time ago the hard way on a first trip up to Canada on a boat up into Desolation Sound. Ooh. And uh, my, That's a tough place my to electronic learn. GPS at the time my chip gave out when I crossed the border. Oh, so, no. So it, it didn't cover into Canada, yeah. and I didn't think to check that. Right. So all of a sudden I'm working on paper charts, mm-hmm. and there's sections up there where it's very narrow, it's very rocky. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's one particular yes. pass that is a transit, meaning you got a big sign behind you and a big sign in front of you with a with a red arrow on it, mm-hmm. and you got to line up just perfectly in a straight line between those two signs, 
if you stray off to either side, you're going to be on the rocks. Oh, boy. And, uh, and so uh, I, I came kind of roaring into this channel, and then I'm looking at my charts, and I see a guy on the shore, mm -hmm. like, waving his arms. Oh, know? yeah. And he points at the signs. I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. You know? but, but, yeah, you know. It's yeah, that's very, not even a channel. That's just no, like. It's a very like a oh trough almost. Gosh. It was pretty interesting, you know. And then throw wow. throw a lot of tide in there and a little bit of wind, and then it gets real interesting, real yes. quick. Yes, yeah. and those are all the things I'm trying to get comfortable with. There you go. Because I will be traveling out there with someone who knows significantly less than I do. Oh, that'll be fun though. Yeah. yeah. The, the other two times I've been out, I've been out with somebody who's got 30 years experience and knows. Sure. Puget Sound like the back of their hand, but now it's like... Uh, well, in these days, too, with, with more people staying home, lots of people on the weekends are out on their boats. And that's the thing. A lot of people have bought boats, and they are... I was watching someone well, the other day going around Seward Park yeah. on the way to Andrews Bay, and you know how, like... There's the no-wake zones inside yeah. of the oh, buoys. And this dude was just plowing see, in see, the shallows. I'm like, what, what are you doing? The thing is... What are you doing? You are responsible for your wake. Yeah. Period. And and there are a lot of new boaters out there mm -hmm. who think this is like driving on 405. Not. It's, it's not. You don't cut Nowhere people close. off. you you got to be respectful and careful It makes me wonder there. if they've taken their boating certification class because, holy smokes, <laughs> this guy was – no, because he, he yeah. cut, cut in front of me, went into the shallows over by Seward Park, and I thought, oh, no, and he's going around by where the beach is on the north end. Yeah. I watched somebody do something similar just a few weeks ago, and there was little babies out there. There's like little two-year-olds wow. out in the surf, and you get somebody who goes and whomps them with – you know, a four foot swell. Right. You could Kayakers drown. A, you can drown and, a child. You absolutely can. So yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing, bud? Yeah. Well, they so. obviously are new to boating, or mm -hmm. they they need a little correction. Or a big and dope. Yeah, or they're a big dummy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just a big dope. Well, speaking of big dopes, how are we doing on rates? Are we big dopes, or are we like feeling good? And we got somebody who's got you know got their act together. Well, if if you still haven't started your refinance, you may be a big dope. But not yet. So there's still time. You're not yet a big dope? I think or because you're not yet. Okay. But I think that rates have bottomed out. Okay. Because you cautioned, because uh, mm. you had that FHFA thing the other week. Right, but, right. Okay. Last so, week I've been kind of hinting at it, and, mm -hmm. and we're sort of skipping along uh, right now. But there's a few factors that are, are kind of contributing to that. Number one is we are starting to see the economy you know, take off. Mm -hmm. And we had a housing report last, last week that was, you know, a blockbuster Lots of people out there buying homes. There's a lot of activity, you know, going along with that. Mm -hmm. Combined with the Federal Reserve saying that they are eh, a little more flexible on their inflation targets, may let that inflation rate go a little bit higher. You know, that's not something that the bond market likes to hear, and the bond market is what drives mortgage rates. Yeah. So, so when we we see these things happening, and we have a third factor, which is the Fed has been buying mortgage-backed securities since COVID started mm -hmm. to keep interest rates low yeah. uh, to the tune of up to three, three and a half, four billion dollars a day. Mm -hmm. If they stop that or slow that down, you know, then again, we'll see rates push up. Yeah. So they're still wonderful. They're excellent right now. The national average for a conventional 30-year fixed rate loan with no points is 2.86%. We're still firmly Crazy under 3%. Crazy town. That's you know, awesome. In the twos. You know, these are still historical rates. They're they're just unbelievable. I, I'm almost wondering if I should even take a look at my house because I'm at like 3.32. Well, I'm just almost like, maybe I should uh, reconsider. You know, that's the, it's it, that's borderline. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hear ads on the TV. If you're above 2.3, you need to call us right away to refi. It's mm -hmm. like, well, 
No, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other things to think about. How much is it going to cost? To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I know. I, I, I plan on holding on my house forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's that the whole case, point. Yeah, I might, don't plan be, on... might be worth running the numbers then. Yeah. Uh, and then if you look at 15-year fixed rates, they're hovering right around 2.375%. Um, FHA and VA, 2.42%. You know, they're still, you know, amazingly low. Nice. And even jumbo rates in King, Pierce, Nomish counties, those are loan amounts. Anything above $741,750, the interest rate today with no points, right around 3.25%. You know, so all all in, everything's looking very, all of those very sound good. Amazing. You know, we we every day I, I'm thankful that, that it's staying that way, you know, so far so good. Mm-hmm. But but I think we're coming to a point where we will start to see those rates, you know, trend upward a little bit. It would take something pretty catastrophic to push them any lower. Let's let's put it that way. So and we've had a lot of catastrophic this year. <laughs> let's it is let's try an attempt to not yeah. have any more. Yeah. Okay, somebody yeah, I'm and, knocking on wood yeah. because it is 2020. I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, bit, so. yeah. One of the people yeah. on my team was uh, laughing the other day because they had a uh, photo someone had sent them. It said, if 2020 were a scented candle, and it was a bunch of oh, no. porta potties on fire. Oh, no. oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. That's when I saw a meme of I saw a meme of Doctor Evil, and he said, "COVID seems to be winding down." You know, release the murder hornets. (laughs) Well, they already did. Yeah, I know they're out there. That's right. That's right. So, so no, I think um, all in all, rates are are still fantastic. Uh, Again, we good. Don't think it's going to last forever. So I keep telling my clients that. They're pushing and trying to find places. That's right. That's right. Well, give me a call. You can always check in. We're happy to run the numbers. Eric at ericismybanker.com. Or you can call me 206-915-ERIC. You can get Reba at 206-910-3429. Am I right about that? Yes. Wow. Correct. I'm going to... I, I know you're, you're bad. It was correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just go. We'll take you a quick break and I'm going to gloat. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. More Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Thanks for listening in this weekend. Yes, we appreciate your listening time with us. absolutely do. Yes. Here to fill your head with information on finance and real estate. Cram-packed. That's right. You know what? Actually, speaking of the cram-packed, which is usually the joke we have about doing our real estate classes, Mm -hmm. uh, we need to probably check with the new COVID requirements and stuff to see whether or not are they doing that with washington can, state housing finance commission we can do yet it. yeah we can do it we they, need to they get allow them now i think so yeah okay yeah because yeah, i was I'll thinking well i was just thinking that you know we've been sending people to the website and all that kind of stuff because we still have a lot of first-time buyers using those mm-hmm. programs we do. and we have people from our last several years of having attended that mm-hmm. who are working with us you know buying homes and all that right Absolutely. so we're continuing but um if we can get the right location, I was talking with one of my team members, and she thinks a, a place where she used to work, Moe's, mm-hmm. might be a viable option. Because oh. they do serve breakfast there. They Moe's. Yeah. Uncle Moe's snappy in. Uncle Moe's. I know we we're giving it, we them a do, free ad right we now. We could do first-time homebuyer karaoke. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be doing that on a Saturday morning, but, well, you, but I do know they make a pretty decent, um, you know, like, Biscuit and you know gravy kind oh, of thing. I, I thought you were going somewhere else that started with a B, you know, uh, Bloody Mary. 
Oh, they do that too. <laughs> yeah, they make a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah hey, mm. maybe we should look into that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, both you and I just perked it's up. I feel a little bit thirsty all of a sudden. I might want to have a mimosa. Mm. Not what ha- I, don't I don't know, know what happened there. Let's but, talk uh, mimosas yeah. and uh, you know interest rates and <laughs> buying right. houses and stuff. But um, but speaking of these first time home buyers and the challenges around, it, so I I think we should. Take a look into that. So listeners, if you guys have anyone who's interested in attending one of these classes, because we have had listeners come both, uh, you know, the first time buyers, and sometimes we've had their parents come with them Mm -hmm. and they walk out saying that they learned stuff, right? right. We've actually had several people who've owned numerous homes say that they came to our class and we're like, I had no idea that that was a thing. So it's it's quite educational. Well, because it's life lessons, it's not just, we're not just talking about this program or that program. I mean, we do some of that too. Yeah, because we have to. But but we're we're giving you the the, the background to be a successful home owner, home buyer. Talking about the financing, talking about credit, Mm -hmm. talking about the real estate process and how Mm -hmm. not to get yourself into trouble like you're talking about earlier exactly well friends. and true yeah exactly learning all those different things and then uh, truly putting and applying critical thinking because everyone's so caught up in the oh i'm looking at the pictures online and it's like that's not the only thing you should be no. looking at right. yeah so we really cover all of that but the other thing um that i'm thinking about with this whole first-time buyer thing and and we're just about to dive into this is i'm working with one of these gals that you know love her parents, their other boating friends, and they suggested that she work with me. And, you know, I brought her up on another show where there was the concern, like she keeps looking at, and this is why I want you to kind of give this advice to our listeners. Mm-hmm. She keeps looking at this, hey, I'm in this group environment, uh, renting in this one place. And for some reason, like right after they just signed, re-signed their lease for a year, she's like, yeah, let me start looking at buying a home. And then they keep going back to the, well, but what if we have to break our lease? And I keep saying, if you wait till next May, which mm. is when their lease will be up, mm-hmm. you may have missed out on some of the most incredible rates we've ever seen. You're absolutely right. right. Not and, o- and, and appreciation. Right. And appreciation because we are going nutso on some of that still. Mm-hmm. And and you said that you wanted to talk today about the cost of waiting and i'm like couldn't be a better time because i want to send this out to any of the people i've been talking to because she's not the only one i have other people who are like i just had a conversation with a gal that was referred to me last week and she's like well i just signed my new lease and the property management company that manages my apartment building they make us sign two months before the renewal date Mm -hmm. so they lock us in Mm -hmm. and i'm like well but once again Next year, I can't. I can't guarantee that you're going to have this be a whole different deal purchaseability. That's right. Prices will be up, and possibly so could the well, interest rates. Well, so so let's let's start it like this way. And I, mm-hmm. I ran a, a quick yeah. analysis, but please do. How much are homes going to go up this year? I, I've got a number about uh, for our local area about five point eight, just under six percent mm-hmm. appreciation. Right. Okay. So if I buy a home today, let's say it's first time buyer, say it's five hundred thousand. And I'm comparing buying now to buying in a year. You know, if I buy now, I've got a, an interest rate of 2.875%. And if I wait a year, where rate's going to be in a year? I'm, I'm guessing they'll, they'll be a little bit higher. Maybe they're at three quarters of a percent mm-hmm. higher, 3.625. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. It's still a good rate. Mm-hmm. You know, but what's the value of that home going to be? It's going to be almost 530000 Right. 
in one year. Yeah, and so, your payment. So my payment is going to go from a you know I, I figured it on twenty percent down, where I go from sixteen sixty to nineteen thirty. For that's that a, same home. That's up two hundred and seventy dollars a month. That's a lot you can do for two hundred seventy bucks a month. It is, mm-hmm. and it's it's the cost of waiting. Yeah, and and do I or do I you know? And some people say, well, I I don't have my twenty percent down yet. Well, you don't have to have twenty percent. You don't have to have ten. You don't have no. to have five. You might be able to get by with three, three or, or three and a or half, or even zero, mm-hmm. or zero, depending you know, on if you're USDA or VA or a first time home buyer program down payment that. assistance. That's that's right. So, in fact, I have clients right now who bought less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. We're refinancing them. We used a first-time home buyer zero-down type program. Mm-hmm. They've they're, they've got they're either at or pretty close to having twenty percent equity. Yep. We're refinancing into a conventional loan. We're cutting their payments dramatically, getting rid of PMI mortgage insurance on 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 the loan as well. And uh, you know, it's they didn't wait. They they jumped in, you know, maybe yep. they jumped in soon. They went in zero down or, or very, very low down payment. You know, but boy, they sure benefited from that, you know, and they're so happy because they've seen what how much equity they've gained in a very, very short period. Oh yeah. Period Leverage of time. is tremendous yep. Absolutely. in real estate. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked about that a lot on now, this show. With that said, um, I've got my own opinion, but I want to know what your opinion is on in in town condos. And, and what we think about about that with what's going on in Seattle. You know, is that going to be, are they going to appreciate it at the same rate? Uh, I'm going to say. You have a is, funny look on your face like. Oh. Well, no. Did I tell you I already <laughs> wanted to cover this, but probably in a different show? No. Oh, we can we can hit it okay. later, but just real Well, okay. It. So just, just to hit the highlights, because um, I'm doing some research on this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going deep on it, especially because I have a past client who bought a condo as an investment Mm -hmm. and I gave him a market analysis. So he bought it in 2006. So he's been through cycles, Mm -hmm. right? Because he bought it in 2006 when it was brand new construction. Yeah. Yeah. And it was brand new construction, but he's still, you know, like he's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I did an analysis in 2016 because he was considering selling then. Mm -hmm. And we were back on a big tear because remember 2012, Condos That's, got smacked sort of, because of FHA cutting right. all of their approvals right. across the board, That's across right. the entire United mm-hmm. States, right? Tough. So that impacted valuations. And we also, but then what happened, like it was right around in that time too, condos were now suddenly growing at like 25% a year mm-hmm. because in 2012 when we had Amazon downtown, mm-hmm. demand went way up mm-hmm. and there wasn't hardly anything being built because of having just come out of the housing crisis, Right. right? So now everything else coming on was apartments. So what we've been noticing is because uh, I just we just did another follow up with him, and I have a, a meeting coming up with him this next week. Um, there's not much growth. Like they were continuing to grow, but we're starting to see possibly some flattening, mm-hmm. yeah. um, maybe even some devaluation. It's one of the it's one of the small localized areas that's not benefiting mm-hmm. right now. And I will tell you, it's not even just like the mid price because his is at a, a very reasonable price point. Um, I'm looking at luxury condos right mm-hmm. now yeah, and there's yeah. a bunch of them coming on market. So like I'm, yeah. I'm part of the certified luxury home marketing specialist designation. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, they are definitely 
um, people who have that level of home, they're selling their homes and moving into second uh, vacation market, second home and vacation markets right now. It sounds like we do need to take a deeper dive into that topic. We're going to bring that up on a future show in the next week or two. Celebrating five years of open house with Team Reba. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Listen to us again next Saturday at 2 to 3 o'clock p.m. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.